TCU still has to clean some things up. They left points on the board tonight. It wasn't perfect, but the Frogs took a step in the right direction. They beat Houston 36-13, win their conference opener. They're also 2-1 in the season. I'll tell you all about it next here on Locked on Horned Frogs. You are Locked on Horned Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horned Frogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to our live reaction show, our live post-game show here on Lockdown Orange Rock. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts in audio form. Uh, this is just kind of rapid fire. We're going through what happened. Frogs win tonight 36-13 over Houston. They are now 2-1 overall in the season. They are 1-0 in conference play and Big 12 play. Really nice win for uh, for TCU. And there, there were things that were left on the table, right? The offense was efficient tonight, but they didn't really finish drives. Had a few turnovers. First quarter was kind of rough after a super impressive first drive of the game. But we'll start tonight with the TCU defense. The TCU defense did not allow an offensive touchdown in this ballgame. Matthew Golden, uh, former Frog commit who eventually flipped to Houston, he had a kick return for a touchdown. Houston also had a kick return that set them up at midfield, uh, but TCU was able – or excuse me, Houston had a kick return that set them up at midfield right uh, before halftime or close to the end of the first half. TCU held them to a field goal there. Um, but bottom line, TCU kept Houston out of the end zone. Even on that last drive of the game when you had a lot of the twos out there, um, they were able to get it done. And so a huge turnaround, like Joe Gillespie has, has taken a lot of heat the last few weeks. The Colorado game was was not good. Uh, I thought against Nickel State they were much improved, but you know there was kind of the caveat of the competition that they were playing. Man, this was a very impressive effort by uh, this TCU team. Houston, I think they're going to be one of the teams that's at the bottom of the Big 12. It's a huge step up from them last year. For them last year, they were a middle of the road American team, but uh, TCU played fast. They tackled better tonight. You know, there were a few big plays, but overall, uh, just an outstanding job all around. And I'll take you through the drive chart. Um, I, I mentioned they gave up a field goal. You know, really close to halftime there to Houston. But then, man, you look at the second half. Uh, Cougars get the ball at first drive of the second half, early in the third quarter, and this was a huge drive in the ball game. Frogs are up twenty to thirteen. You know they're playing well. It looks like in, in some ways they've dominated the game, but it's still a one-score football game. Houston goes down, they score a touchdown. It's a tie ball game. Uh, they force a three and out. Don't get credit for a sack, but force an intentional grounding penalty on first down that set them up in second and twenty-three. Ultimately, they hold uh, the Cougs to minus five yards, force a punt. Do a really great job, you know, three and out to uh, to start the second half and and get the ball rolling. Um, after that, uh, you know, another um, another three and out by Houston, and then uh, it was just overall a really fantastic effort um, by this TCU team. Uh, just drive after drive in the second half of that ball game. So, yeah, three and out on the first drive, second drive uh, for Houston in the second half. Um, they get negative three yards, another three and out. Third drive, another three and out. They get three yards. I believe that was when they were backed up on the one-yard line. It was. Johnny Hodges had a great tackle on Donovan Smith at the one-yard line to hold him no gain. Looked like he might have had a safety there. Um, forced another punt on the ensuing possession. The turnover on downs on the next possession, and then the final drive of the game um, forced Houston into a turnover on downs once again. So they were flying around, making things happen. And really, I mean, the first drive of the game, um, 
Houston had a third and 11. So TCU goes down, they score a touchdown. Chandler Morris to Warren Thompson, early 7-0 lead for the Frogs. And then they had Houston in third and 11 um, on their first possession, offensive possession of the ball game. Uh, but then Samuel Brown gets behind Bud Clark, long pass, and that's that's not great. You know, that's kind of the story of the year. But they bowed up after that, and they they held Houston to a field goal. Um, they were put in some tough situations in the first half. Chandler Morris gets sacked, and he fumbles the football. I think Houston took over on that drive at, like, the TCU 38-yard line. But Houston had two possessions in plus territory in the first half of that ball game after turnovers. One was a fumble by Chandler Morris off the sack. The second one was a really strange play. I don't exactly know what Chandler – what uh, – Kendall Browse was calling, but on a fourth and three, they're trying to get the ball to Jared Wiley behind the line of scrimmage. Ends up being an interception, and they take it uh, to the TCU 48. And on both of those drives, TCU, they, you know, they find a way to hold and keep it a seven to three ball game. Um, and it, to me, it all started with the fact that Houston could not run the football tonight. Like, we talked before the game about how Donovan Smith um, was the guy that was leading the team in attempts, and Parker, the, the locked-on Cougs host, he said, yeah, that, that that's true, but honestly, like, Houston's kind of doing running back by committee. Um, but whether it was the running backs, whether it was Donovan Smith, the quarterback, Houston could not run the football. They had 55 yards rushing um, on the night. Donovan Smith had 12 rushes for four yards. Now, part of that was the sacks, but, I mean, at the same time, he wasn't getting anything on the ground. Um, Stacy Sneed, 10 rushes for 36 yards, only 3.6 yards per carry. Parker Jenkins, four carries for 15 yards, only 3.8 yards per carry. Two yards per carry um, tonight for Houston trying to run the football. They couldn't do it. Didn't matter if they were, you know, in heavy formation. Didn't matter if they were trying um, to find a way to, you know, have a light block, spread TCU out and run the ball. They could not run the football. And TCU, the defense, they did this in Colorado. They did a really nice job against the run game against Colorado, um, but they couldn't stop the passing game with Shadur Sanders and all the different athletes that Colorado had on the outside. Um, and honestly, you know, besides a couple big plays in the first half, they did a fantastic job um, all around limiting this passing game. Samuel, Samuel Brown, who was the Cougs' leading wide receiver, coming into the game, five catches for 99 yards, but a lot of that was on the first drive of the game. I believe he had a 53-yard reception. Matthew Golden, who did find the end zone on a kick return, had four catches for 56 yards. Joseph Mann, Jack, four catches for 50 yards. Overall, held Donovan Smith in, in check. And here's a huge key. We've been, we've been talking about it now for weeks, wanting uh, Joe Gillespie to bring pressure, wanting him to find a way to, you know, get pressure on that quarterback, show some different looks, maybe show some blitzes, some exotic things they haven't seen. Six sacks on the night for this TCU defense. Just a, a fantastic night for the defensive line. The linebackers that were getting after it, he was sending Johnny Hodges and Jamoy Hodge on, on blitzes at times, um, and they did a great job. Paul Lawale had a sack in this ballgame. Shad Banks came on the blitz and had a sack. Jontae uh, McMillan had one. This guys coming from all different angles, meeting at the quarterback, and it was disruptive. Um, and they did a really good job against Donovan Smith and the run game as well. Just a, a great response from this uh, this TCU defense. Um, had an interception in this ball game. You know, forced a turnover. Had multiple times turned them on downs where you know they were just getting it done. And um, I, I just I love the response by this defense tonight. It, it wasn't always perfect. There were still some breakdowns, uh, but a really good game 
um, it just from start to finish from this defense. And, yeah, forced a turnover, had negative plays, had sacks, did not allow Houston to run the football and didn't really let the Cougars get into a rhythm at all. So uh, SMU has a high-powered offense, you know, as well. Um, and really in the first half of this ball game, it was imperative that TCU's defense stepped up. Didn't really – and I guess, like, I was going to – in the first half of this game, my take was like, man, this team just does not play complimentary football really well. Like, they go down the first drive, they score a touchdown – defense holds them to a field goal and then the offense has a few drives where there's either turnovers or things are just kind of disjointed but I will say in in that moment the defense stepped up like when the offense was kind of struggling to find their footing the defense found a way to keep them at bay and even like late in that game when it was 29 to 13 and TCU was driving um, and they had just a very strange play where they hand the ball off to Jack Besh and he ends up getting a loss of 13 and then Griffin Kell can't hit a long field goal uh, the defense turns around and they they force a, a turnover on downs and they get after Don Smith again and so it was just time after time they had to answer the bell it wasn't the cleanest night offensively frogs did some really nice things on that side of the ball but they also left a lot of points on the board um and the TCU defense just kept coming back and making plays so you know I love the ability to stop the run I, I really like that they were able to rush the passer and I I don't have a lot of negative things to say about this defense tonight gave up some big passing plays but you know part of that's football like you're gonna you're that's gonna happen um on third down was it perfect all the time no I'd have to take a look at the third down stats because I don't know exactly like what their uh you know percentage was it wasn't great on the offensive side of the ball um third down efficiency okay Houston was 415 so I was wrong like defense did a great job getting off the field they were 415 on third down 04 on fourth down I think it was just kind of clouded by some early third and longs that uh, the Cougars, you know, completed and got done. But really nice effort by the TCU defense tonight. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the offense scored 36 points, had a late touchdown there. Uh, I'm actually going to start with the positives, which I think Chandler Morris tonight was really good. You know, had some had some miscues, had some mistakes, but I thought he showed some toughness um, and just some grittiness that this team really needed. And so we'll talk about that next. Uh, we'll do it after this uh, ad break here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. I do want to talk about our friends at LinkedIn. Uh, go to LinkedIn Jobs. If you need to find people for your small business, like talent acquisition is the name of the game. You have to find the right people that not only are talented and can do the job well, but also you have to find people um, that are good culture fits, right? Like that understand you know, what it takes for your business to thrive that are going to interact well with folks. And so go to LinkedIn jobs because the great thing about LinkedIn is you can cast a wide net. Everybody knows what LinkedIn is, you know, what they, what they stand for. It's the place that people go to um, when they need to, when they need to find work. Right. And so uh, that's where you need to start. And they have simple screening questions and the ability for you to just weed out candidates. And so, Hey, here's some things that like, man, I just, I, I need this to be uh, a non-negotiable. And so you can put that in there. LinkedIn jobs make it easy for you. Go to linkedin.com slash locked on college today and post your job for free. You can use our hashtag hiring frame to make your job posting more attractive. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college. They are a proud sponsor of the lockdown network. Okay, so let's talk about the offense tonight. And um, there were some miscues, there were some mishaps, but I, I want to talk about uh, something that just kind of beyond the stat line I noticed tonight. I thought Chandler Morris was fantastic. Um, 
Now, he had an interception, almost had another one in the second half of that ball game. But, man, he was slinging the ball around. Like, one thing that I, I've talked about with, with Chandler, he doesn't have, like, the arm strength from a just chuck it down the field standpoint like Max Duggan did. Or at least that's kind of what we've been told, right? Um, but he was putting some zip on the ball tonight. Like, there were some there were some throws where he was fitting it into tight windows. Um, and it was like, man. And there were a couple where, honestly, if he took a little bit off of it, like in the fourth quarter, he had one of J.P. Richardson. I think it was on first and ten where he had J.P. on a slant. And he just he just ripped it, and Richardson wasn't quite ready for it, and it bounced off his hands and was actually almost intercepted. But if he just slows down the trajectory of that throw a little bit, then it's an easy completion. He had an absolute dot to Jalen Robinson up the seam um, in their one-minute drill or two-minute drill, whatever you want to call it, the, the drive right before halftime. They're trying to get down the field. He steps up in the pocket and throws a rope. And, it you know – Maybe he should have put a little more arc on it, but honestly, like the way the defender was trailing him, the way the defender was trailing Robinson, he had to make a throw, and he just, you know, threw it in there, and unfortunately, Jalen couldn't handle it, and it bounced off his helmet and then his hands, um, and it was incomplete. He had a nice dime to Savion Williams on a fade pattern. Savion Williams, welcome to the party, man. Good to see you. Like, Savion looked better tonight. He had some plays, some splash plays, where you were like, all right, let's get after it. Let's do it. Um, and so super impressed with his ability. And somebody mentioned, I think it was Brian Capers, was like, well, Quentin Johnson was kind of quiet the first few games. I, I don't think Savion has that kind of ceiling as a player, but I'm happy that he had a good night and that he was playing better football. Um, and he had one to Warren Thompson that was an incompletion, almost an interception, where on the surface I was like, man, that was a bad decision. But when I looked at the replay, I understood what he was doing. He he put a lot of zip on the ball, and it was like Warren was running down the sidelines. He had a he had Richardson um, in the window in front of him, and so he was trying to zip it past the, the safety or, or corner that was coming in, the DB that was coming in to make a play, um, and he almost did that, but didn't end up working out. Uh, Missed some reads, but overall I thought he just threw the ball really well tonight and was making things happen. But here's the thing that stood out to me from his performance tonight, beyond the stat line. Um, he was fantastic. Like, he showed some fantastic toughness. The offensive line was struggling at times this evening. Uh, there were a lot of guys running free. Houston was selling out. They were bringing pressure. Like, after the first few drives of that game, it was clear that, that Doug Belk's strategy was, okay, we got to get to the quarterback. We got to get – the ball out fast, you know, we're not gonna be able to cover these guys all day. And so we have to force quick throws, quick decisions. And even in the run game, you saw that like when TCU was able to get to the second level in the run game, there was a lot of yardage to be had. There were explosive plays to be had, but when they had, you know, it was tough getting through that first wave of defenders because they were constantly bringing extra pressure, both in the run game and the passing game. And Chandler also used his legs a lot tonight. He did a nice job of recognizing that pressure. Okay, I'm going to step up in the pocket or I'm going to spin out to the other side. I'm going to move around and then get my eyes down the field, but not to throw the ball. I'm, I'm finding the first down marker and I'm running. He took some hits tonight. He took you know, a helmet-to-helmet shot that ended up being rough in the passer. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if he just got the wind knocked out of him. Like He had a play where he ran for a first down and he got up and you could tell he was kind of winded. And then the next throw he made, which was a good throw that he made, but he made the throw and he was like grabbing at his shoulder pads and his ribs. And I'm not sure if he was just banged up or what the problem was. Um, but I just thought he kept coming back tonight. Like he was taking hits. He was taking shots. 
and it didn't really matter. He just kept finding a way to to step up, step up in the pocket, make plays, not only with his arms, but with his legs. And so I was super impressed um, with the game that he had. The final stat line, 24 of 37, 314 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, Mommy Bailey had a good night as well. 23 carries, 126 yards, and a touchdown. And Chandler had 12 carries for 53 yards. Um, the things that I, I, I'm like, man, really got to work on this over the week. Um, just leaving points on the board. And some of it is just execution. You know, in, in that first quarter, they had a couple drives um, that were just derailed by bad O-line play. I mean, had a holding penalty that set them back at, on first and 20 um, and then had a turnover, you know, where it's like, all right, fourth and three. I don't know what that play call was from Kendall Bryles, um, but nothing worked and there ends up being an interception. Also had some drops tonight, just guys that had a chance to get first downs, keep the chains moving, keep drives alive, and they just simply dropped the football. And so that, you know, that's not positive. And that's just execution stuff. Like that's just, those are just details. That's one thing I've noticed about this team from the first three games. And these are things that you can clean up. You don't expect anybody to be perfect the first three weeks of the season, right? Like our friend Vincent, who listens to the show frequently, he's like, dude, you got to be patient. You're not going to know until five games into the season, like five or six games into the season, who this team is. And I understand that. Um, but I, I just think like they're, they were a lot closer tonight. It felt like they took a step in the right direction. But this offense, I don't know exactly how to articulate it. Um, it just still looks kind of disjointed. And part of it's the tempo, which is by design. I mean, they want to be frantic. They want to push this defense and keep, keep the opposing defense on their heels all night long. But sometimes they get an explosive play, especially in the run game. They'll get an explosive play in the run game, and I get it. Like, you want that tempo to be consistent. You want that to be a hallmark of what you're doing. But it just looks like the offense is rushing up to the line with the intent of we got to keep the defense on their heels. We're going to catch some napping here. They just gave a big play. Now they got to sprint to the line, get lined up correctly. But it's it's almost like if you would just take a second or two to take a breath and just like figure out what you want to do and kind of collect yourselves, maybe things will be better. Um, sometimes I just feel like that it gets a little out of hand with what they're trying to do. And honestly, that's something that's probably going to get better as the year goes on, right? Hopefully as they continue to get reps in this offense and understand what's going on, um, that'll happen. But the situational football just isn't always there. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that was on first and 10. They had a drive where they're rolling um, and looks like they're going to go down and score. They're at 29-13 at the time. Got first and 10 on the other side of the 50. Um, and that, that drive started, I think, their own three-yard line. And so they're moving, right? And Chandler had just gotten a first down on a scramble play. Um, and they they do some weird, like, lateral handoff to Jack Besh, and it goes nowhere. You know, they had the weird play on fourth and three. The third down efficiency was better in the second half, but it, it wasn't, you know, fantastic overall. Uh, six of 15 on the night. So still some left to be desired there. Um, the penalties got to be cleaned up, but even with the drops and some of the penalties and the fact that the offense doesn't always sustain drives and it feels like it kind of relies on let's make big plays. Um, that All that being said, they still scored 36 points tonight. And you saw more of the vertical passing game tonight too. It was successful in, in touchdown passes to Warren Thompson and Savion Williams. Uh, you also had some misses like Chandler had Jalen Robinson streaking down the sideline 
and he just left it a, a little bit out in front of him. That's going to happen when you throw the ball down the field, right? Even if guys are open, those aren't necessarily always high percentage throws. Um, and, and so that's just something that you're going to have to deal with. And the other thing I'll say about it, I, I just I feel like there needs to be more rhythm in what they're trying to do. Um, I think Amani Bailey's really good. I want him to get the football. And he had over 100 yards tonight, and he got 23 carries. I just think there's times where I'm like, man, keep feeding him. like Keep feeding him and get this offensive line going. Uh, J.P. Richardson was your leading receiver with six catches for 60, but another game where it was it was honestly just a lot of different guys. The two guys that I think they need to find a way to get them more involved because I feel like they're the true mismatches in this offense are Jared Wiley and Jack Besh. Uh, Jared had two catches for 14 yards. Jack had one catch over the middle for 26 yards on the night, but I'd love to see those guys more involved in the passing game moving forward. But overall, you know, there's, I think from an offensive standpoint, there's still things that have to be cleaned up, but a lot of it's just, it's either execution based or it's just situational football stuff. Like you got to convert on third down. You have to catch passes. You have to find a way um, to be effective in big moments. And hopefully that's something that starts to come around as the season goes on, uh, did a nice job though night against Houston. And like I said, I, I really thought it was Chandler Morris's best game of his career, maybe. Um, like, you know, other I said this on Twitter or X or whatever they call it now. I was like, other than that time that he just levitated above the earth for four hours against Baylor, where he was just slinging it all over the place. I mean, this was this was not maybe from a stats perspective a game that you look at and say, man, that was, it was a good game, but maybe not like that was an amazing game for a quarterback, but I just thought everything that he did tonight, you know, with the toughness, with the ability to use his legs, he he's looks more comfortable in what they're trying to accomplish. And he played really well against Colorado, um, but they didn't win that football game. And so I, I just, I felt better about his performance tonight. And I, I think that was one thing that was moving in the positive direction for them. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about some special teams miscues and we'll just keep talking about the ball game. We'll maybe get some of your comments. I'm sorry, I'm new to the live stream. I'm trying to keep up with a lot of things at once, uh, but we'll do that next here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. It's your team every day. A lot of NFL games tomorrow, and uh, FanDuel's got a great deal going on right now. I don't know how much longer this is going on. They did not give us like an end date to this promotion, but it's meant for the start of the NFL season, and we're here in week two. Uh, you can get up to $200 in bonus bets if you place – a $5 bet down. This is only for new customers. And you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. TCU wins 36 to 13. Um, really good night from the offense. Like, or excuse me, really good night from the defense. Okay night from the offense. Really good night from the TCU defense. Did not allow a touchdown uh, from the Houston offense. Gave up a special team touchdown, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't on them. Uh, did a nice job tonight. And I, I thought it was just a huge bounce back from Joe Gillespie's team. Also, TCU offense, you know, I talked about it, left some points on the board, but I was really impressed with the moxie and toughness um, that Chandler Morris showed. I just thought that he was he was great, that he stepped up in the pocket and made plays. He did things with his legs, um, just as far as moving the chains, finding ways to get it done. He said that, you know, he said after that Colorado game, that was going to be a point of emphasis for him. Like he wanted 
uh, to run the football more. He wanted to find a way to get it done. Um, I'll get to some of your comments here while we're on the live stream. Zoom play said Chandler was elite. Our frog season has finally arrived. Reminds me of the season opener against Colorado last year. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I mean, it was a game where not everything was perfect. It was sloppy at times, but they still got it done, and they still were in control of that football game. They never trailed. And really, aside from the time that Houston had the ball a couple times in the red zone when they were down 7-3, you just felt like TCU was going to be able to get it done. Joe Blankenship said, so glad Morris had faith in his legs and was super uh, pumped watching him lower his shoulder. Uh, yeah, he, he did a nice job. And he also had a beautiful deep ball to to um, to uh, Savion Williams, as you said there. And I thought he played great. Uh, Richard Berry said, was nice to see TCU uh, look looked better coming into the game, better during the game, and played really well instead of underperforming. I agree with that. And, you know, one thing that I was thinking about this week as they were kind of leading up to this ball game, they've had slow starts this year. Really, they had a lot of slow starts last year. And I, I don't know what that points to. I mean, I think um, – and part of that's a coaching thing, right? And it ultimately falls on the staff via the coaching staff. They need to find ways to motivate those guys and get them playing clean football right from the jump. And today's start wasn't perfect. Like it wasn't like they just immediately hit the gas and ran away from Houston, but they scored that first touchdown. Uh, Chandler to Warren Thompson, 33 yards, great drive. I'm not sure they ever first faced a third down on that drive. They just <clears throat> marched right down the field. Monty Bailey had a few big runs. Um, and then the defense gives up a field goal, and there were some sloppy possessions by both teams. Uh, but then they sort of righted the ship after that. And it, Houston cut it to seven a few times. It was a seven-point lead at halftime. Felt like they should have been up by more, but ultimately they weren't. Uh, but, I mean, it was a game where it felt like from start to finish they were in control. Now, special teams tonight was not great. Uh, Matthew Golden for Houston had a kickoff return for a touchdown. And it was just bad tackling. I mean, they had him wrapped up at like the 30-yard line, let him loose, and then he he found a seam and he was gone. Um, and so he got to clean that up. And then on the ensuing kickoff, like they went down and scored, uh, which was great to cut to put it back to a 10-point lead, I think. I mean, then on the ensuing kickoff, um, they allow Houston to get up to the 50-yard line. And so that's got to get better. Griffin Kell missed a couple field goals tonight. Now, one of them was a 60-yard field goal, which, by the way, that was at the end of the half. Griffin kicks a 60-yard field goal. The, the kick was short. Houston guy catches it, and for a second it looked like he was going to pull an Auburn and, and Chris Johnson from Auburn and have a kick six, but thankfully DeAndre Rodgers ran him down from behind and stopped that. Um, and so that stuff, like Mark Tromadol is a, a really good special teams coach. I think that will get cleaned up, but not a good night from the special teams unit. Um, honestly, the kickoff coverage team cost you 10 points. Like the between the kickoff return for a touchdown and setting Houston up in great field position, um, they just they cost them some points in this ball game, and uh, it probably would have been a more lopsided game if they would have cleaned that up. But I thought the energy and effort was good. I felt like they played with a lot of passion tonight. Um, the few times that they kind of had their backs against the wall where Houston was getting back in that ball game and making a comeback, they immediately responded, and they put together some good drives on offense to negate that. They also had some big stops on defense to stop momentum and say, Hey, this is, this can be our ball game. You know, when they're that first drive in the third quarter was huge. Like obviously you get a big negative play with the intentional grounding call in the first play of the second half, but it was a game where you felt like you were in control, but you still only have a 20 to 13 lead, a seven point lead. If Houston scores there, it's a tie ball game. We get a three and out and then your offense goes down and scores 
right away. And now all of a sudden you feel a lot better about, you know, where you're moving from there. Uh, Vincent Pryor on the live stream says, nice shirt. Yeah, Vincent, I'm wearing my TCU colors for you tonight. I know you, you don't always love it when I'm wearing uh, opposing school colors, but you know, it's just my wardrobe. Uh, but thank you guys for contributing on the stream tonight. Overall though, my kind of final thoughts before we wrap up. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty. Um, but I, I come away from tonight really encouraged. Like I just thought there's a lot to clean up. This team's got to get better at situational football. A lot, of the, a lot of the details, a lot of little things that last year's group did so well, they're going to have to find a way to find their identity and do that well themselves. But a really good effort from the defense. Offense had over 500, almost 600 total yards. Um, just got to finish drives. Got to find a way to finish drives. Have to find a way to be more consistent and have more of a rhythm. Hopefully they can do that as the year goes on. SMU next week. We do this every day here on Lockdown Horn Frogs, Monday through Friday. We also we have Saturday shows now, which is great. Thank you for tuning in. TCU beats Houston 36 to 13. I'll talk to you Monday. Uh, good night, everybody. And as always, go frogs.